I feel like I invited all my friends over after school, and now like I got roaches, and that shit just like. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn. So, okay, how long have you been on Twitter? So, I have been on Twitter 11 years. I just had a Twitterversary, like, <laughs> within the last two weeks. And I've had the same account the entire time. Um, but I did take a little bit of a hiatus, maybe about 2014, 15. And I didn't really use it much for a couple years. And I really got back on it. Um, I just went through a phase. Yeah, that sounds about right. I was like on this Facebook <laughs> phase for that time. Hmm. The mistake, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been on Twitter forever. Yeah, I feel like I feel like I have too. I went through like the good old days. Um, I definitely miss certain aspects of Twitter that just aren't there anymore. And then there's like yes. the, n- the new stuff. I think there was there's like a how do I put it? There, there's two phases of Twitter. Like there's OG Twitter from like 2008 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And then there's Twitter as like like commercial Twitter, like post post blow up Twitter, which is like 2012 and after that. And so the 2000, I think, when did I start? I think I joined at the very end of 2008. And it's just a different world now. It's a different animal. So, like, it's so much stuff that can happen on Twitter that affects, like, the world. Like, the president is on Twitter. Like, that's nuts. And he uses Twitter as his, like, preferred communication medium. So it's insane compared to what it started with and when it was just, like, like jokes and Black people meeting up and fighting over Kobe. Uh, like, just <laughs> random stuff, like... <laughs> Yes, like you, I, I feel like you had a lot more um, freedom around yeah. that time, like when it first dropped, because like now, I mean, you do tread, like, some people, not everybody feels like that, but especially if you you have a brand or something, you try to tread a l- more lightly than pro- you would have back then, just because of how, like you said, everything blows up in an instant, like Twitter, like literally is the main source i think of information for people so yeah well the, the media will copy it they'll literally will run your tweets like at the thing at, at the bottom of whatever they're showing on tv and then that becomes the story then they report on the tweet itself <laughs> it's crazy it's so crazy i don't know how old you are because i might be a little older than you tapping into to this um but well um, you, you you gave it away already you said you um you said you weren't old enough when Facebook first came out, so I'm definitely older than you. <laughs> well, no. So I wasn't old enough to get one because it was only for college students at the time. Oh, okay. I was in, I was in high school when Facebook came out. I was in like eighth or ninth grade when Facebook came out. Mm. But you know, at that time, you could only get it if you were in college. And then I guess about 2008, 2009, maybe 2010, they opened it up for like everybody. 
Wow. I don't know. I, it was a it was it was a few years between there where you, like it was only for college students. I was a sophomore in college when Facebook came out. I um, <laughs> yeah okay cool yeah so I was um what happened I re- I remember like the day we got it actually because uh, it wasn't it was released in waves so like everybody didn't get it right away. Uh, and our school got it. I went, I went to DePaul and, um, when we got at it, it was after like, it was like East coast schools, Ivy league schools. And then, then it was like bigger name, you know, NCAA division one schools. And that was like the second wave of it. And that's what we were. So we got, damn, I'm trying to think like, it was nuts. We we had a, a dude, like a town crier, who like anything, anytime something would happen, like he would give all the black people all the information. Like he was so proud to like, this just happened, this just happened. This is this is like, he like literally would like run around campus telling people because he wanted to be the first person with the news. And like when Facebook came out, he was like, yo, you on Facebook? I was like, what? Get away from me. Uh, what are you talking about? Like, what is it? What is it? What? And then uh, my my roommate said, "Yeah, man, uh, you got to check out Facebook." And I was like, "Why? What is what is this? I've heard this twice today." And he was sitting there. He's like, "No, you got to check it out." I'm like, "I ain't thinking about that." I went to go hoop. I came back, uh, and I'm like sweaty coming back from the gym, and he's just engrossed in his computer, like really clicking and looking, like staring, like two inches from the screen. And I'm like, "What are you doing? It's Facebook." I'm like, "Okay." Let me look at Facebook. And he was looking at all of these people he had class with. And I was like, what? What? I said, so the school did this? He's like, no, nah, this is, you, you can look at any school. What? So I, I couldn't even, the concept of it was nuts. I was like, what? He's like, you can look at any school. And you can look at, like, who all takes the same, ma-. like, Facebook started, it was like, what's your major? And then, like, what are your you know, what are your commonalities? What, who has class with you and post the homework? Like that was the OG Facebook. Like it was, it really started out like earnestly enough, you know, before it got corrupted and uh, bought out. But it was, it was really like, who's in your class? Here's 20 other people who have that same class with you. You guys can talk to each other about school or whatever. And then he's looking and it was this one girl on there that he always had a crush on like looking at her Facebook and this I really was like what there's nothing here this is really just y'all in the same class and he's like yeah yeah just like fawning over the one and this was like there weren't a bunch of pictures it was like two pictures it was like her profile picture and another picture like that was it you could alternate but it wasn't like the whole thing he he just was like really staring and I'm like wow that's crazy you know I, I know her right like we could just go over there no I'm <laughs> No, I'm good. And I was like, what? What? And then it was, so that was, I got introduced to it that way where I was like, damn, this is lame. <laughs> like, that's how I first, I'm like, this is lame as hell. Like, why would you, he's like, no, nah, you need one, man. Cause like, what about, so think about it. If, what if Blackboard goes down and you need a way to know what the homework was? And I was like, okay, fine. So I set up a Facebook account. It did not evolve to what we know until like maybe 2008, 2009. 
So, and that's when I was able to get on there. I really want to say when I was in high school, though, one of my teammates, she had, she was a couple years older than me. So it was probably my sophomore year of high school. I think she was a senior. She had already committed to a school. We played basketball. So she had already committed. And I really want to say she used some of her information to start my Facebook up for me. But I didn't touch it until I went off to school. You like wanted to be with the cool kids or the older crowd, and then you just didn't even use yeah. it. <laughs> didn't use it, and the main reason why I didn't use it, I literally, I remember she created the profile. I got on there. I think I uploaded a profile picture at the time, and I was like, I can't add music to this. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, I'm not getting on this. Uh, and she was like, girl, she was like, but you can keep in contact with me when I go off to school. I was like, I have your number. Or right. you could just keep your MySpace. I was like, it's cool. You know, I was like, I don't like this. And she was like, that's what all the college kids are you. I'm like, well, I guess I'll just cross that bridge when I get there because nice. this ain't it. I was like, I can't make my letters float down on the page right now. I was like, everybody's stuff looks the same. There's no uh, pretty Willie in the background. <laughs> you know, he's a MySpace king. I'm like, dude, I don't like I'm not doing it. And yeah, like a couple of years later, I ended up on it. And the crazy thing was because I had the profile, my teammates that um, I went to a junior college first and I went to a four year. So the teammates I had going into my freshman year of college already had a Facebook. So a lot of them had reached out to me on Facebook. But because I didn't use it, I didn't get it. So when I got to school, they were like, yeah, we were trying to because um, I, I went to school like the last day possible that our coach wanted us to get there and they were like yeah we had messaged everybody because we um were trying to get the uh t- the girls in early so we could all get to know each other and hang out you know for like a couple weeks before school actually started and they were like we messaged you on facebook and i was like huh <laughs> like, <laughs> what? Your, your, your facebook profile that you have i was like oh oh people do use that i was like i i, I have never checked it and they were like, yeah, you should start using it now that you're, like, in college. I was like, okay. Wow. Let me move away. Yes. And that was the transition. I think about that time anyway, literally, because, I, like I said, I think 08, 09 is when they opened it up for anybody. So people started slowly transitioning off of MySpace about that time anyway. Um, the, the best part about that era was like you wasn't cold like you were you were one of the most like amazing people in america at that time and you probably don't even realize it like if you was able to finesse your way on the facebook and you didn't go to if you wasn't in college you're you're a top 5g period like there's no way <laughs> it was virtually how could you possibly get on if you don't have a college email it was amazing there was college kids who like they went to community college and they didn't have designated school emails. And so they couldn't get on Facebook and they like petitioned Facebook to let them on. It was, it was nuts. Uh, my one, my one homeboy pulled the most rank I've ever seen digitally ever. Like his, his cousin went to school with us. He didn't go to school with us. He would just come up there and hang out with his cousin. And Super cool, 
same age. We all did all the same stuff. We go hoop. We like, he make beats. He played just like, just official blackness, right? Like he just did right. it all. <laughs> he just wasn't in school with us. So, but he was part of the team. He just with us. So, uh, my, his, his cousin's girlfriend had a bad experience some kind of way. I don't remember what it was, but somebody hit on, reached out to her on Facebook. She didn't want to talk to that person. So she threw Facebook away altogether. So he asked her if he could use her email address. And he made a Facebook using her email address. And he was the only college kid out of, I mean, thousands of friends. He was the only person who wasn't in college that any of us knew who was on Facebook. And it was so smooth because it was like, he couldn't wait to be like, yeah, yeah, girl, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just add you on Facebook. Like it was a thing for a while. Like, no, no, keep your number. I'm, I'm about to add you. I'm about to like. What? That is so crazy. <laughs> keep your wild. number. I am crying. We used to, um, and this is like 08, 09, this is where it was like more pictures. And I mean, I remember the the day it went bad. Like I could tell you like, oh, this is going to end terrible. When they, when Facebook made its transition to the next, like the next level was when they allowed you, and I'd say into the darkness too, is when they allowed you to tag other people in pictures. When they did that, the day that happened, I was, we all were sitting like in the cafeteria and it was just like, and again, it was my boy, the town crier again. He was like, yeah, you know, you could, you could tag somebody in a picture, right? I'm like, no, what are you talking about? Like you could tag somebody else in the photo. I don't even know what a tag is. I'm like, what, what's a tag? <laughs> like what? He like, you could tag. Like I used to like, I'm in a whole nother space. Like I'm not thinking about, I still don't get the value of Facebook. I don't, I don't understand. Like I, I use it. I don't get the value. You could tag somebody like I could go to you. If I take a picture, you take pictures at the parties, right? I used I used to do parties and events. And stuff. Right. Like you, you, you take pictures at the party. Okay. Yeah. I pay somebody to get the pictures and then, I, you know, okay. So you buy the pictures at the end of the night. Yes, I do. Okay. What? So, so you could tag like, it's me, you, and her. You could tag all of us on there. If they got a Facebook, you could tag them. Okay, what does that mean? Well, it'll take you to their picture, to their profile. And immediately I was like, oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen. My name is Sine. You can find the podcast at Blanime Podcast. So that's B-L-A-N-I-M-E, like Black Anime Podcast. We're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on all podcasting platforms. My independent thoughts. Why in the hell have the cops that killed Breonna Taylor not been arrested? I just don't understand that one. It didn't used to be so evil, and now it's all... That's all evil. Like we used to be using coding, lightweight HTML, and putting everything. We could do everything. Music. It had personality, and that now it's just now it's just all oh, you're right. It was uniform, and it's there was no point. So it's like like texting. I thought texting was a step backwards technologically. Like 
It's, I it's did funny. too. And I thought that <laughs> I thought texting was going to fade out. Oh my God. I'm glad because I was going to mention that, but I was like, he probably don't feel like that. I thought texting was going to fade out, especially when they was charging you was only getting 300 a month and then they were charging you 10 cents. 10 cents. Per text. After, because I'm I'm with the nine o'clock. That's when my minutes were free, kind of thing, and I had to be yeah. off the phone anyway, so it didn't matter. But then I only had three hundred texts. I was like, texting is gonna fade out. Like this is so stupid. Like text messaging is so stupid. Then BlackBerry Messenger came became a thing. I yep. was like, BB, BBM. I was like, this isn't that bad, but I was like, it's still kind of stupid. And then I guess when the I think when emojis hit, I think that's when it changed because I honestly thought that texting was going to fade out and it did not. I was like, wow, this did not fade out at all. I I just think cer- certain stuff is made for, and I, I had to just get to a point where I just accept it. Like I'm not going to be, everything is not made with me in mind. Uh, most stuff isn't made with me in mind. Most things are made for like, yeah, you know, average person in mind. This is what they like. This is what they, and I usually, like music is almost never made for me. Uh, not commercial music anyway. If it's a product, it's probably not aimed and marketed at me. If it's a, like sizing, it's probably not for me. Like I'm just, I'm, it's, first of all, I'm black. It's already hard. Like they don't make stuff with you in mind anyway, unless it's black people making it. Then right. you, you got it. Then, the, then on the music side, it's like, well, they, they trying to sell you a bunch of stuff. It's all like product marketing involved. So like a lot of it is just, if you genuinely like music, chances are commercial releases aren't really for you. So then there's, there's all these just different aspects to it. And I just had to get over it and just be like, you know what, man, that ain't, that ain't with me in mind. That's not with me in mind. So don't even take the shit personal. Just like, let it, you know, let it be what it is. And, and, and I guess stay away from it if you don't like it. But texting was definitely, that's not for me. That's that was never made for me and with me in mind. That's made for like, I don't, I don't, I can't even. It's made for like, they say it's for ease, right? They yeah. say it's for, ease and they say it's for uh, convenience. But I mean, I, I feel like it's a step backwards. Uh, I mean, it's like going back to the telegraph. Like the fuck you send me Morse code signals for? Like I don't need this. <laughs> like. I- I, I'm sorry to cut you off because it's so funny that you say that because I, I I really agree with you. I thought it was a step in the wrong direction. In a way, I understood it because I never had a I never had a beeper, so I, I I never had a pager. Um, I was too young, so yeah. When I was old enough to get a cell phone, texting had just came out, so I could see initially especially back then before they did the unlimited texting thing it was literally like okay well I, instead of me having to look at my pager go find the phone and and see what's up it's like oh i can get a quick message on my phone like call me yeah. and like oh you know let me you know and i yeah. think initially that's what it was for to have just a two for one but i guess it got so popular that i, I mean it took off when they had unlimited i remember when unlimited texting came out, because I was like, uh, unlimited? I was like, you can have unlimited text messages? Why would you need unlimited text messages? I was like, how many texts are, are people sending to need an unlimited <laughs> amount of them? Like, is it's, it truly a limit? Like, it was mind-blowing. I was like, 
what? I don't get it. it it's truly <laughs> insane. When you when you think about people used to talk on the phone, right? Like like when you think about the progression of it, when it was like like you could call somebody and talk on the phone, and then you go back to like typing out your messages. And then that's supposed to be like the thing that, that makes it quicker and easier. It just didn't add up in 2000. And like, I, I got, when I get my cell phone, I got, uh, I got my first cell phone when I was a senior in high school. And so that was what? Oh, two senior in high school. There's a first, first cell phone I got. And I'm going to tell you what happened. Not only me, but everybody, everybody had the same <laughs> problem. All right. Three nights a weekends, nine o'clock. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, that was all good. Text messages. I think we had a hundred. We had singular wireless. They were <laughs> <laughs> singular. Eventually, I think it got bought out it's by AT&T. AT&T. Yeah, yeah. So, as singular wireless, everybody. It wasn't a whole bunch of options. You either had the black Nokia or you had the blue Nokia. I had the blue Nokia with the snake and, on there. With with snake and um. <laughs> I forget what the other damn game was, but the only one people ever played was Snake anyway. So that and the same five ringtones. Uh, we had the little house techno. And so, my, but so, so I'm responsible, right? Because I think texting is stupid. I don't know what I'm going to do with text messages. I don't care. I don't got, but like, I mean, I got a bunch of friends in high school, but, you know, I don't really talk. I got a couple of girls that I might talk to in high school. Two or three. I don't really talk to a whole bunch of chicks like that. No big deal. So it's for me, if my mom sees me talking on the phone, she's like, oh, they're probably talking about basketball or something, still whatever they're doing tomorrow, or probably like whatever. Who cares? That wasn't the case with everybody. Some people got to hide their phone and not be talking. And because they're talking to girls or they're talking to dudes or whatever, like they're hiding their phone. Little do I know, my homeboy is in the room till nine, one o'clock in the morning, like between nine and one every morning, nonstop texting with a girl from school. And after the first hundred, it's 10 cents a text. 10 cents per so, text, receiving and sending. Receiving and sending. And you couldn't even, <laughs> you texted me, fucking up my bill, and I got, I, this is unsolicited. <laughs> It's unsolicited. You know what I'm saying? I ain't even hold on. I ain't even where said my what the fuck, man. So you used to have to so so my man got uh, he ran up a six hundred dollar phone bill and that's when I think six hundred dollars magic magic one before singular cuts your shit off. And he uh he ran up a six hundred dollar phone bill and he was sick because he had worked at McDonald's. <laughs> so so it takes a long time to make six hundred dollars when you work at McDonald's and you gotta and you go to school. So he finally, he got it down. And I remember uh, the girl he was texting, I remember she got in trouble too. And it was so funny because the whole time I'm like, why y'all just don't call each other? It's free after nine o'clock. It's free after nine Why is y'all sitting there texting. That's what I'm saying. Look, even now, I am one of those people. I'm like, if you start trying to send paragraphs, call me. Just call me. I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read that or do a voice. I think voice memos are stupid, too. Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, you might as well call me if you're going to send a voice memo. But whatever. I, whatever logic goes with that, cool. With that, I'm like, call me. I'm not, I, I can't. What, uh, I can't. What Freddie Gibbs say, uh, she, 
she cussed me out in long ass text, but I ain't reading them shits. Because <laughs> <laughs> who has time? Like, seriously, who has time? When my dad learned how to text, oh, I was sick. <laughs> oh, I was sick to my stomach. Because my dad, and I'm talking about, he just probably learned this is 2020. It's probably like 20 when he, him and his wife started dating. She's very tech savvy, so mm-hmm. I think that was the reason why. So I'll say I'm married 2014. So he, he started dating her like 2011, 2012. And when I would uh, come home during the summers for school, I worked and stuff, but like art communication. Now, we knew how to text. My dad knew what texting was, but he didn't like to do it. So if he had something that he needed to get the, the message to for us, he would write a note and leave it on the on the island. Yep. I mean, that's cool. Like, whatever. Like, we know, you know, he's like, hey, you know, I need y'all to do this, this, and that, whatever. My little brother's a few years younger than me, so no big deal. One day, I got a text, and I looked at my phone and said, Pops, I'm like, text message, Pops. Oh, I know that ain't him. That must be my brother. <laughs> and I looked, and it was a group text with me and my brother, and instead of writing the note, he had told us what we need to do in the text, and I was like, the world is over i was like you are the last person in the world that i thought would text because you thought it was just as dumb as i thought it was but you just sat here and sent a text message and i was like did you mean to say me and my brother at the same time was like did you mean to send that and he was like yeah i was like is this my dad and he was like he called me he was like nay what what the hell is wrong with you i'm like i didn't know you could text you've never done it before and the first thing you do is send a paragraph that you could have wrote a note for that you usually you, you usually write notes why are you texting he's like well i'm just trying to you know keep up with the times and his, and like his wife he's like she you know she texts and blah blah, blah. i was like oh she's changing you dude oh man you over here texting <laughs> like i was like yeah this is i was like texting is obviously not going away like i thought i was like everything i thought was completely wrong <laughs> and all of this shit is here to stay on my social media i'm very i wouldn't say uh rated g i, I don't talk I, I mean that's just my personality i don't say a lot of like I don't go into like very raunchy stuff, just in general. Right. Like I don't knock people who do it, but because my dad lurks, that's right. one of the main reasons because I can randomly post something on Twitter and I'll look and I'm like, did my dad like this on Twitter? And I'm like, yeah. you don't post. I'm like, you don't even tweet. <laughs> and then he might call again. He might call me like, hey, I think, I think you posted something, you know, you tweeted something. And I'm like, dad, why are you on Twitter? Oh, you know, I just be on there. I'm like, oh, this is so weird. Like, there, this is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's nothing like, because I've seen some people have to straighten up and shit. Like, I, I, I do like that. I like the fact that we're still, we, we're not so far removed from like the respect your elder elders ID uh, ideal. Because right. like, if you know, I'm, I'm, I could be in a different space. I could be like. No, I'm at to beat your ass. But if my mom is watching, I'm I might be like, oh, you know what? You know what? Let me just uh, my mama here. <laughs> let me walk right. away. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna let that slide. Yeah, you know, it's it's so it's it's different, like when that translates to social media and stuff. But I have definitely seen some some cheeks out, unlike oh yeah, get a million likes or whatever, and then like the parents come along and then they'd be like. Mm, suddenly 
suddenly this isn't as attractive as it was before. And I think I might go ahead and put this away now. Like, it's funny. Some, <laughs> some parents are supportive. Some parents are like, mm, you know, and, and plus everybody, like you're an adult, you can do what you want. But some people is just not, they're not going for that. So it's, it's interesting to see like how people got to clean it up. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I do anything that I couldn't right. do or say, you know, outside of, and I, I'm pretty much the same way. I don't really go. I've never been that type. So a lot of times if I, you know, I don't share or post anything, like you said, that I can't discuss or, or have an answer for if my grandma, my dad, my mom, um, you know, cousins, whatever, aunts, uncles that I can't, you know, face them about, you know, so I definitely agree with that. This is random. Well, it's funny because you mentioned like saying cheeks out. So I'm sorry on something. Yeah, I'll make a long story short. This was one time my dad went to the strip club. This was like probably my <laughs> freshman year. I know. So listen to this. It was like my freshman year because you, you just thought it was funny because this is when I realized that like I was an adult and it disturbed. And my dad realized I was an adult too. My dad went to the strip club one time and he seen one of my old teammates and he called me. So it had to be like my freshman year because she was like a year older than me. And she's actually like a stripper in Dallas to this day. And he he's like, hey, you know, it was it was very awkward because it was like he'll call and check on me, but it's not like I, I can't explain. You know how your parents are though. Yeah, I, yeah, I just yeah. tell in the conversation, I'm like why is he calling me like tiptoeing? I just, he's like, yeah, hey, how you doing? How's, how's everything going? I'm like, dad, I talked to you yesterday. I'm fine. Like what's going on? And he's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just wondering. He's like, do you, you have any teammates that might, you know, strip or do something like that? I'm like, well, Najee, I'm like, yeah, one of my teammates, Um, I was like, yeah, so-and-so does. Um, She just recently got into, you know, and I'm just telling, because I'm not thinking anything of it. I'm like, yeah, she just got into, you know, the talk around, like the the city you know like she was stripping he's like oh okay he's like you know he's like okay do you know what club and I'm like okay now you're getting creepy I'm like yeah <laughs> she's at he's like you know I I okay I'm glad I left because I thought that was her and he was like it was very disturbing and I walked out Damn. and I was like all I could think about was like why are you in the strip club like what? Yeah, like, yeah. I didn't know you did that. Like right. you done missed the whole point because you've been grossed out from the beginning. You like, wait, wait, wait. How do like, you know? What? Yeah. That was like one of the funniest things. I, <laughs> oh my goodness. I, I don't think he he went for his bachelor party, of course. Mm. Um, like before he got married, but outside of that, I don't think he's been to the strip club since because I was like I'm a lot older now, so you definitely go. I was like, you don't mess around with girls that my brother graduated with <laughs> in the strip club. If you go now, you damn near old enough to be their grandpa. You, you know, it's crazy. I have never been to a strip club in my life. It is one of the most random things. I've seen plenty of strippers. I've never been in a strip club. Um, oh, it's You're not missing anything. I know. I, I can't. It's just, <laughs> it's just a... Uh, I don't, it could just be a, I could have a psychological thing. I don't know. I just can't pay for it. I just can't. It just does. It just bothers me to even 
like I just it's just weird. I'm not paying for action of any kind. I just can't do it. And I don't know. So I definitely I, don't blame you. I understand. Uh the people it's, it's I don't knock nobody who do it, but every every time like you know, we it's I've I've been in situations where like that was the move. Let's go, let's go. And I'm like, eh, let's find something else to do. And I, I always find something else to do. And it's usually more fun than that. And uh whatever. So I don't know. I just I think whatever like like now there's there's only fans. So like oh even, even even that has been like is there what what's the word for technological gentrification? Because like <laughs> <laughs> we gotta have a word for that, right? Because like, it used to be, it used to be you had to go to the strip club. Now there's only fans, so you don't necessarily have to do that. There's, uh, it's a lot of those. You used to have to go to the studio to make an album. Now you can do this shit in your house. Like what it is, there's some kind of word for that. I don't know. Um, You're on to something, though. <laughs> you definitely are. <laughs> Okay, we've talked about everything, but um, <laughs> um, you you have a podcast. It is called the Blanamay Podcast, um, and I I just started listening to it, and I'm pretty impressed in that it's so one of the, the things about like when we were talking about Twitter and Facebook and all this being interconnected. And probably our biggest gift is that we can all be connected now from from generation, uh, I guess, from millennials to Generation Z and down. Everyone should be able to be interconnected now because when I was in high school, like, and I was watching Dragon Ball Z, like, that, that made me a nerd. That's like, oh, you want to go watch mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z? Like, you're, you're lame. Like, you're, that's not even, like... Anime, anime, but it was just like a thing. They had one show on Cartoon Network, and it's like, ah, oh, it's nerdy, it's fake, and I was okay, whatever. So now to see like all these black people, like coast to coast, and some even like other countries, like all these black people have this love for anime, and everywhere they were, they thought they were the only ones, or that they thought like, oh, it's you know, me and my friend, and then you know, it's not, it's not a cult following so to speak it's not a whole bunch of people like that and then you start seeing it you know you get the internet and you have groups and you see all these people who love it and who really are into it um at length and like really really follow it so i think it's cool to see like i um added to the facebook group and i was like damn look at all these people who are really into anime all these black people i to me that's mind-boggling like wow i didn't i didn't I didn't think of that. I, I didn't even think of that. What has that been like? Like to be able to kind of, kind of build that, but also see all these different people who've been on it. It's been really cool. So it's crazy because going back to what you just uh, touching back on what you said about the Facebook group, I I don't know where you started listening to us at. If you started from the very beginning. I no. apologize in advance. No. Okay, because I was gonna say <laughs> our earlier episodes were low key trash, but you know we no. we've grown this last year and a half. Um, but it all started. I literally got on Facebook one day, and I had made a I I posted something about anime, and one of my classmates 
from high school commented and was like, oh, anime's for losers. People who watch anime don't get laid, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just went in. I, I was like, oh, <laughs> dang, that's how you really feel? We like 25 and you thinking like that's that's the mindset? And I'm like, okay, y'all are tripping. So I made another post and I'm like, if I start an anime Facebook group, who would join it? It was like 30 people was like, well, I'll join it. And I'm like, cool, well, I'll just make something. Give us a safe space because obviously... If I do it on the time, if I do it on my Facebook page, we'll have instances like that, and that might deter people from wanting to actually talk about it, whether people want to, you know, admit it or not. So, I created the Facebook group. Um, we went probably about a year, year and a half, and I, we weren't we were active, but we weren't that active. And my co-host Mikey, um, he was one of the I made him one of the admins at the time. It was another guy. I was like, y'all, let's rename the Facebook group and just kind of revamp it and let's just do something else, you know, and just try to stay more active. Just came up with the name Blanime. Then about a year later, he was listening to an anime podcast and he was like, um, Nay, I think we can do this. What you think? I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, let's do it if we're just going to be talking about what we like to talk about anyway. Let's go for it. And that's how the Blanime came about. And initially, the only black anime podcast that we knew about, there were, I think there, the one he listened to called The Strange Quirk for Anime. And there might have been another one called um, Getting Animated at the time. Not saying that there weren't other ones, but those were the only ones that we knew about. So it was kind of like, oh, we're kind of, might, we're, we might be kind of, the pioneers for this genre of anime or excuse me anime uh podcasting like I don't see a lot of black podcasters talking about anime so we're like well let's just see how it goes and like you said when we started doing the podcast and we got all the social media well the other social media accounts going we start seeing an outpour of black people like oh my gosh I watch anime Oh, you inspired me to start a Facebook group in in my area. Oh, I'm thinking about starting an anime podcast myself. OMG, you've uh helped me like be more expressive about how like my love for anime. Like, thank you for that. And I never in a million years did I think that we were gonna get that type of positive feedback off of doing the podcast. I honestly didn't even think people were gonna listen to it because I was going off of my classmate that yep. thought that people who watch anime were, you know, what all those preconceived notions that people used to have about it. I did not know that the black anime com uh, community was so deep. Like, I did not know we was rocking that hard. Then we've seen a lot more black anime podcasts come out too. And we're, we're kind of connected with most of them as well. It's just, it's crazy. It's really crazy. I I mean, that, that kind of brings us to what we was talking about um, on Twitter, too, because when you, if you judge everything by your initial response from your, you know, people around you, nothing would ever get done. Because people like, and there's a number of reasons for it, but uh, it boils down to, and I, I was trying to find where I saw this and who, who originated it. I, I can't pin the quote down to who originated but basically your your friends are not your market and it is probably 
somehow the single most discouraging thing for anyone trying to like, whether you're creating something new or you're an entrepreneur or a small business or whatever. And at the same time, the most motivating when you finally do find your market. Um, because like you were saying, it's an outpouring and then you like overwhelmed, like, damn, where all these black anime fans can come from, but they've been there the whole time. They just aren't in your circle, so to speak. Um, right. Why, why do you think it's so much harder for the people you know to kind of like rock with you just off the strength of like, oh, okay, that's what you're into? Like, why do you think that is? Honestly, I think a lot of are like people not wanting to see you doing better than them. I honestly have chopped that up to that and them being scared to do, to try and go out and do certain things and then when they see you doing it they hate like i i haven't figured out any other reason behind why people aren't support or especially your friends or and family aren't supportive behind certain things that you do now i know in certain like for in my situation with the anime podcast there are people, a lot of people that I know that aren't into it, like my dad, my mom, they're not into it, but they have gotten, they have gotten a little bit more knowledgeable about it. They're, they still don't watch it, but they don't knock what I'm doing. But I didn't really expect more outside of, hey, I'm glad, you know, I'm happy for you. I'm glad you're doing, you know, your thing, whatever. I wasn't expecting them to listen or like post stuff because we've had that we just had that conversation about my lurking parents on social media <laughs> but um <laughs> but some of my friends and stuff there was a lot of people I wouldn't say all my fr friends and associates and more so the associates that were I, I thought would have been more supportive in this particular journey because they were so vocal about how they liked anime and they you know this this and that and when we rolled out, you know, it was kind of funny to people initially. And then, you know, we started kind of promoting ourselves. You know, we got a little art cover. You know, we were taking it week by week. We got better. We started going to cons. We started doing different things. We started interviewing different people that's in that blurred space. And I didn't see uh, many of those people liking anything. I didn't see them retweeting. I didn't see them sharing it. I didn't see them trying to join the Facebook group and I'm like damn you know initially y'all were kind of like talking like you was gonna be game for it then I you know you just kind of fell off like why is that it is <laughs> it is it is so I I wanna this this is important to me because uh first of all just as black people like if you want to do something black it's it's hard because you need all like you need other black people we ain't but 13 yeah. percent of the population so like if you're already at a at a at disadvantage. A, yeah. So if you're disadvantaged here, you want to be able to like build and have some success and you want to keep it rolling, eventually you gotta have some monetary success too. And then there's the there's the uh even even without selling things, people want some kind of hookup. And I think if they're not, you know, I, I went through that. I went through that when I again I was throwing parties in college before even it was a business. When when we made it a business, we made it official, like this is what it is. Here's what we're doing. 
the first wave of things I got, it was shocking to me. People were coming, people were coming, people were coming. Couldn't keep people from coming. And then one month, uh, like two or three months in like the second year, a lot of the upperclassmen turned 21 and they collectively like decided we're just not going. I'm like, Oh, okay. I mean, there's a 21 and up section. Like you guys can go upstairs and drink if you want. Like, you know, no, 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 we're just not coming. Why not? I don't know. Why are you charging us to come party? I'm like, well, you going to pay that to go to the club. Like you, you pay it anyway. Like you just not, like I, re- I had this conversation in like their, their townhouses. Like I've had this conversation. They was, yeah, we just gonna find so they like really found something else to do, and I'm like, okay, that was weird. I, I, it hurt for a second because I was like, damn, I thought, you know, I thought every it was all good. I thought everybody was having a good time. And we, so, I think that there was one month where I was like, wow, we really didn't get a lot of people out. Like, I mean, we got a lot, but not like what we normally get. So I said, let's go to another school. Let's go to you know Columbia. Let's see what they own. Let's go. To, let's stop at UIC. Let's see what they doing. Okay, let's run out to Roosevelt. And they, oh, they got a dorm with, you know, DePaul, Columbia, and Roosevelt all in the same. Let's go over there and check the – man, it was filled up again the month after that. Like, And and then those people were so enthused about it. They were so enthusiastic because they had heard. And they got Facebook, and they might have a friend that goes to DePaul, so they've seen <laughs> some pictures. So now they like, oh, this is it. So then they go – and they start bringing, you know, it's it's about to be summer. This, this happened in the spring. And uh, so now it's summer and they going home for the summer. They're like, when's the next one? Because we're going to come out and I'm going to bring my friends from back home. And the friends from back home go to schools in Kentucky, schools in uh, Mississippi, schools in Iowa, schools, you know, downstate Illinois. So they all like, oh, oh they come. And now they like, oh, well, I'll drive five hours. I'm I'm baffled. I'm like, what? What do you mean you'll drive five hours to come to the part to a party? Are you fucking nuts? What? <laughs> they were coming in droves. When is the next one? Now we don't have. Now we're out of space. We can't have enough people get in there. Now the DePaul people, all of a sudden, they like, yeah, uh, yeah, man, uh, you you ain't got us on the list. What's up? What you mean got you on the list? I thought y'all wasn't even coming no more. What you talk? What? No, no. We've been here since the start. What you? I'm like, oh my god. So then you got to play that game, and and that was my first real encounter with it. When I was like, okay, why is it so hot in Texas right now? Because I feel like it's hot every summer, and we should be used to this. But I don't know if it's because the pandemic is making it feel hotter than normal because we don't get to go outside that much or what. But. It's super hot and I just can't deal and I can't wait till we get to like November, December when it starts cooling off. I really want to know, are people going to get the new Xbox or the PlayStation? I, I've been like trying to figure out like, you know, what everybody's leaning towards. And I haven't really asked like a lot of people, but I'm leaning towards the Xbox, me personally. But then when it gets to the like blown up, too big to be controlled commercial phase, then you can't stop people from liking it. Now everybody's on board. And I don't know if I like that phase either. But it's the tr- it's the work that goes behind the scenes into all of it that's like, damn. So that's why when I seen it, I'm like, man, how you got all these black people in the anime 
I know they can't all be in the same place. They're not all in Texas. They're not. Uh, they're all over the place. And now you're seeing this and you just see this like outpouring. And that's that shit is dope. I can't lie. Like just seeing that, like I used to think, I don't know. I, I can't think of anybody. I, I got a couple friends who watch anime now or like really vocal about it, but I can't think of people who were super vocal, but I know them ratings are always up there. I know Adult Swim exists for a reason. Uh, right. So I know people watching, they may not talk about it. Uh, same thing with wrestling. Wrestling is number one every Monday. Doesn't matter what they can. Wrestling can beat the Super Bowl if you put it up, if it's the right teams. Uh, and every, nobody want to say they watch wrestling. Everybody fucking watches wrestling. The, the ratings Everybody. aren't lying about this. So yeah, with the anime thing, like I say, it's just it's. I, I just immediately I got it. I, I I knew the story. I was like, yeah, that shit probably struggled, 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 blew up. And even now, I feel like I I appreciate you saying that. Like, like for me and Mikey, I mean, I we do it every week, and we don't even think about that because we just enjoy talking about what we watch. You know, having people interact with us about you know things they're watching and you know all that good stuff. But there's still so many people in our area, like because granted, we're in Dallas. And Dallas is big, but it's not that big. You get what I'm saying? Like, we yeah, all yeah. are intertwined, you know. And I would say most of the people in Dallas don't even fool with us. Like, literally, like, the other anime podcasts, like, a lot of the Black anime podcast community that we talk to, they're all over the place. There was a anime podcast that just recently started in Dallas, and he reached out to us. So, we'll be getting with him, but as support i feel like in dallas we don't even get that much support we went to an anime so there's this facebook group called um urban anime lounge i believe Mm -hmm. that's their name they partnered with another set of like people in the anime community and for like the last this year would have been year four but with coronavirus it got so last year was like their third year um, they like every year they basically meet up as a Facebook group. So they do like this annual trip. So they pick a city to go to and they do events for the whole weekend. Black people, none right. but black people, mind you. And last year they did Dallas. So we had heard, we got wind of it. Cause I think at the time, Mikey and one of the, uh, the other person that we had on this, uh, podcast with us at the time were in the group. And we were like, okay, cool. Well, we'll try to make one of the events. And we end up, they did like an anime brunch. Like they did a trap anime brunch. That's what it was. So we went to that. And outside of us three and the two people we invited, everybody in there was from like Atlanta, Chicago, New York, Miami, uh, LA, Memphis. They're from all over. We were the only people from Dallas. And so, you know, we're talking to these people and they're like, how's the anime community, you know, out here? Because in Atlanta, you know, we have this con that we do that's like mostly driven by black people. And then they're like, oh, well, I'm from here. And, you know, the black people in this in our community do this, this and that with anime. And I'm like, the, the Dallas, now that you say that, 
I don't know where our anime community is like because they're not here with us right now like we could be doing this stuff but a lot of people that if talk to a lot of people from Dallas who are doing anything whether it's a restaurant a podcast some type of business that it's hard to get support from people in the city here I they I it just really feels like it's that type of place like a lot of people don't like to see others get ahead well, I, I got bad uh, news for you. That's not that's not unique to Dallas. <laughs> it's everywhere. It just feels like because I I only say that of course because I'm here. Um, but it's a lot of people who are here and they leave. Like some people, they they get that and they kind of stay and they can stick it out. But here, a lot of people when they get to a certain point, they leave. Yellow Beezy is the perfect example. Yellow Beezy blew up with that with the "That's on Me" song. Mm-hmm. He got. There was some other stuff circulating around why he got shot. But basically, he blew up. He got shot. He moved to L.A. He couldn't even stay here because that's the kind of stuff that people do. And I'm like, Dang, you can't even come up in your own city and, and people be there, you know, be there and celebrate you because they you got plotting behind you really trying, like, for your downfall. And it's like, wow, why is it like that? Why can't people just jump on the train and just support each other especially this damn time because i don't even have to ask you for money all i need you to do maybe share a post retweet put something on your instagram story like a lot of times money is not even what type of support need they and i'm like you can't even do that they won't they won't it's one of the i i never especially right now I think that's why this is bothering me so much. It, it bothered me before when I had money on the line and then I, I just accepted it. And then I didn't think about it. And I'm like, oh, that's what it is. So you just got to, you know, you have to grow your market. I literally got into marketing, growing, growing markets and cultivating my own, you know, communities and, and doing stuff for other people. Like I get paid to figure out how to, to get the word to people so they can accept it in, in a particular community, whatever the community is like. So, and that changes. I do farm conventions. Okay. I can talk to black as I am. I can talk to uh, people in rural Illinois, borderline Kentucky about pickup trucks. Like I can do that because I know what's unique to them and what they specifically are looking for and the talking points and all that stuff. And for the life of me, I can't figure out, why my own friends and people that I know will share every other bullshit celebrity story thing and will not share. And it's not unique. It's not just me. They won't do it for each other. If uh, my homeboy got a clothing line, everything I see from his clothing line is from him. I don't ever see uh, every time I come up, I'll be like, let me retweet that shit or let me post this. Let me like this. And I'll never see, People be like, oh, let me get, I just got this. Let me show y'all what I just got from my man over here. I'd never see that. And I, I just can't understand why, like, they might buy it. Now, I do see people rocking the shirts, but talking about it, and it's like, it's, I don't know if people, and I don't, I don't know if it's psychologic. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know if it's, Jay, like, Jada Kiss says something in one of these things, uh, wearing rap fucking, uh, documentaries 
And at some point, he was somebody was saying such and such sold records. They were talking about 50 and how 50 brags about selling records or whatever. And he was like, that's not even a brag. And he said, because after 700,000, it's all white people anyway. And when you think about it, since we're only 13% of the population and we are like, you know, only so many people are in a particular market for any one thing, like rap music, for example, you only got about 700,000 potential people anyway. You might only have a million, two million people. And after that, you outside of your community that actually is in the market for that shit. So maybe, like, maybe that has something to do with it. The fact that like everybody knows each other. And so we just don't take it as serious. Cause I don't think other businesses or other ideas, I don't think white shit could succeed if they hated like that. In fact, I know it's not possible. It's, it's not possible. So when I see us do it, I'm, I'm always curious, like, is that a thing left over? Is that something we just have where we can't help ourselves but to hate? Right. And that's what I, I really, it, it boils back down to. It's like, is it just embedded in us to not want to see the next person do more or not even necessarily do more, but just doing something that they want to do and we can't support that? Now, what I will say is, even though I feel like it's still bad, I feel like our generation is a little bit better about it, about supporting each other. Well, that's not. Other people, I should say, because I see people retweeting and liking everything under the sun. But when it comes to something I might post, like, oh, you should see my Facebook. Oh, you should see my, my Facebook page is where it'll tell you. I have about, I have like 3,000 people following me on Facebook and I have almost 5,000 friends. I don't get on Facebook like that anymore. So I've, I've lost friends. I think I still have like 4,900 friends on Facebook. Wow. So you're, that's seven, so that's 7,000 people, which I know the algorithm is off, but we're just hypothetically speaking, that's 7,000 people. If I post something about Blanime on there, I might get three or four likes. I'm not kidding you. I, I, you can, I'm so I will, I will say this too, though. Facebook, now, one thing I did learn, Facebook deliberately suppresses your posts if it's something connect, like if the algorithm can figure out this is connected to something that we want to charge you for, then if they think they can squeeze ad revenue out of you, they're not going to, they're going to suppress the shit out of your post. It happens every anything related to my podcast. Once I created the podcast page, anything related to the podcast gets suppressed. I can say today I said some stupid shit about uh, it wasn't even stupid. It was just like, uh, why do I think it was something to the effect of like we got to stop letting celebrities get famous for doing stupid shit. Like we can't like why are they dominating the conversation for being idiots? Something like that, you know. That has a bunch of likes immediately. Whenever I put anything up about the podcast, that shit may get two likes, three likes out of like 1,500 people. That is, and I actually deleted a lot of people from Facebook. The reason, when I got 1,500 people, these are 1,500 people I can pick out. I know them. I know their story. I went to school with them. I work with them. I don't have any strangers on my Facebook, period. So like, to me, that's why maybe it's, again, and maybe it's personal to me because I'm like, damn, I know you motherfuckers. And when you do something, 
I'm like trying to at least read about it, at least see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it repose I'll you know, whatever, especially during the pandemic. During here, I made a conscious effort to every entrepreneur, like if you post some shit, you got something, I'm trying to buy it. Whatever it is. You wrote you wrote a book, good. I'm trying to buy that shit. It, did you uh when you write something, you got a podcast, you listen, I'm gonna say I can't do everything. There's only so much time. But having made that conscious effort, and I have a bunch of clothes. I got clothes I didn't wear that I got from, you know, big brands that so I'm probably not gonna ever wear your shirt, but I'm gonna go buy it. Like I have tons of clothes and I and I might even get to wear it at, at some point, but like I got tons of shit. I just don't understand why people who make more money than me can't do the same thing. I'm lost. I'm baffled at that. Where they just like, nah. I legitimately, I, I will never understand because I'm like you. I might, I, like, I'm not really on Facebook like that anymore. So I get on there every blue moon. Um, but really, my main thing, I get on Instagram, I get on Twitter. And if I see somebody on Instagram, I'll at least like it, at least let you know that I've seen it. I try to comment on Twitter. I definitely like when I see people I went to school with. Um, if I see them post anything that they have going, I try to retweet it and, and love it. If I see um, certain threads that might say uh, tag a uh, photographer, you know, I try to tag yeah. people that I've seen have these different businesses, like a clothes uh a restaurant, a food truck, a podcast, anything. Try to tag tag those people. Just like, hey, you know, this is my way of supporting you. I'm just, you know, whatever I can. And it's like, dang, I do not get that same from people I know. And I'm like, is it because of what I'm doing that you're not interested in it? And that's why you don't really support it? Or is it me? Like, was it something, you know, am I missing something? Do you not like me as much as I thought? Like, what what is, like, what is it? Why am I not a millionaire yet? And I have no, I I don't even know why. What is a tweet blowing up to you? Like, what is what is that? Um, so I thought I knew what viral was, but Mikey tends to go viral all the time on the Bladame page and on his personal page. I've had a tweet. My big, I actually have my pen tweet. I did a Kevin Gates tweet like a year and a half ago. <laughs> got that it. got like not. Um, have you seen it? It was got, yeah, uh, the guy, got, yeah, the guy here, yeah, and people stole that. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Didn't know that happened. That's probably my biggest tweet. And it had like nine thousand likes, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, I went viral!" But it ended up I had did the, I had made the post on Facebook too, and so it went viral on Facebook, I guess, quote unquote. I thought that was viral, but when I started talking to Mikey, he was like, "Oh, that's that's little." He's like, "It's, it's got to be like twenty thousand plus," and he he just went viral this past weekend. With the whole Jada and August Alcina thing, he knows how to work social media. Mikey is excellent at that. He's a troll. He is the <laughs> definition of a social media, a Twitter troll. He will say and do stuff that just piss people off. And he knows that. And he 
He has found a way to do it with anime. He's a he villain. Told, he, yeah, he's a villain. Like, literally, he's a villain. I, I love it. people... I mean, he's been... He's went viral a couple times on the Blanime page. One time because he was talking about Gohan. Gohan's and a little... Uh, <laughs> I would say he said Gohan was a little... He he. It was from the Cell Saga. He was like, "Remember when Gohan wasn't a little bitch?" And yeah. He yeah. Went so he went viral with that, and then he'll get on there. He'll just they're like, he knows like what animes or what scenes in different animes like set off any Twitter, and that they're real sensitive to, and then he'll troll that. And it ends up doing numbers, and he'll have people in the mention. And he just—it doesn't bother him. He'd be like, "Oh, he's like, I just got off Nate till they till they stop, or or till down." I just went on my Twitter page, and it does not bother him. I he, so his, his Twitter name is Unbothered Mike. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I might have to follow him. That's my hero right now. All those people, all the guys like that, are my my personal heroes because uh, I have been there's. I, I don't even know if I should say this on the certain certain shit I don't say because I don't like people knowing everything. Like I've I've a lot of shit I've figured out in the study, but I, you know, figured it out. I I try to do some secrets to life. One of the secrets to life is a, a girl told me this my senior year of college. She told me this shit. It was the dumbest shit I've ever heard at the time, but she was telling me the truth. She she friends on me. That's fine, no big deal. But she said there are two different levels two different types of liking or caring about somebody and she said there's respect and admiration like there's a scale of respect and admiration and then there's a scale of like physical like and love and you were on the respect and admiration scale i was like Nothing, nothing, and I, so the, the friends on everybody has the right to be you, you, you like who you like. There's nothing you can't ever argue that. I don't care about that. Shit. It was the presentation for that that made me just sit there. And if you've ever seen the CeeLo video, uh, it was damn, I can't even remember the song, but it was one of the Niles Barkley songs, and they did this whole like friend zone thing. And it was like California Raisins esque, it was, it was pretty brilliant. But I felt just like that. I was like, wow. I'm not even mad. I'm just confused and also kind of mad, but mostly confused. And, but anyway, what I learned after that was that if you're on the respect and admiration scale, you almost can't evoke emotion out of people, specifically women. And when I learned that you can't evoke emotion, it's worse than if you were a troll or if you were somebody who they didn't like. And I learned that watching rap too. One of the worst things you can do, if you, I'm sure you've been to a hip hop show or R&B show or whatever, and somebody was just an opening act and nobody was paying attention. That's the worst shit that can happen. The worst shit that can happen is if they just are up there performing and nobody's paying attention. It would be way better if the crowd was booing because that means they're paying attention. Same thing in comedy. If they're booing you, they're paying attention. And when you're on the respect and admiration scale, people don't pay attention to everything. They just pay attention to what they, they already got their mind made up. Like, oh, you're a good person. 
you this, you know, so this is it. But what can happen is you can fuck up. And when you fuck up, then they you can you can be canceled or whatever. A good example, J. Cole fucked up recently. J. Cole put out a song and and uh was talking about no name, even though he didn't say her name. I hadn't even I never even heard of her. And she's from Chicago. I never even heard of her until this song. I didn't know she was from Chicago. That's crazy. That blew my blew my mind. So you know, you know the whole saga that happened with, with Cole or whatever. And it was funny because here's Cole all of a sudden, and you have this whole move, this wave of people attacking J. Cole. They haven't even heard the song. And and didn't even I'm reading the lyrics. I'm like, okay, what's the where's the diss in here? But whatever. Everybody was going on, they flipping their shit. And I'm like, looking. And last week everybody was rocking Freddie Gibbs, uh, lyrics from uh from his new album and all the women was holding up signs talking about like you know uh my my execution might be televised i'm looking at all this shit going on they're rocking this shit in the protest they rocking these and they proudly you know having all this stuff and freddie gibbs is doing whatever the fuck he wants he talks about people however he's like i will tell, tell this whole get lost that bitch get like he does all the time, every day, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, he doesn't give a fuck, and it's okay because he's not on the respect and admiration scale. So therefore, what he does doesn't matter. And that's why I was like, when I realized that, I'm like, you know what? Those people make a lot. They they live a much better life. They must because it's carefree. Like they don't. It's not a struggle for him. So that's why I say when when you got guys like if Mikey can just say he may not even feel that way, but if he knows to push the button he knows like oh okay cool then he's fine he's managed to make his way off of the respect and admiration scale and that shit is dope i would much rather i don't know if i like this this scale this scale sucks because you're only bad things only bad things can happen so yeah and gohan is a bitch that's i mean if we're gonna talk about it you know the nigga ain't been right since his mama told him go do his work like Ever since then, he stayed back to do his own work, and the nigga been a lamb ever since. Everybody else outside, cold as they want to be. If you're in the, like the nigga was the most powerful person in the world, you are, you're, you're Michael Jordan retiring and going to play baseball and not coming back. And never come back. That's Gohan. The nigga didn't come back. He never put the 4 5 on. I don't know. How could I respect that? And that's exactly Mikey's thing. That's Mikey's thing. And that's so funny because on our podcast, that scale, so he's on the other side and I'm on the respected and yeah. respectable, <laughs> admirable side because everybody's like, oh, that's so sweet. Oh, see, boo. You know, it's like I can't do any wrong. And I'm like, uh, I always end up on that side of the, the scale. So I definitely understand. <laughs> like you say, and sometimes, like, with a, you know, somebody has to do it and they expect it from Literally, it's like, oh, here go Mike with his bullshit. You know, and everybody's <laughs> the- like, where's Nay? So she can, you know, the, the wholesome one that can, you know, bring him back down. I'm like, y'all are wild. I'm like, Mikey's even more wild. But You're you're the good cop. You're the good cop. He's the bad cop. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's, I just, I only like bad cops now. I used to like, I used to really root for good cops. <laughs> Now, and that's a, that's a metaphor for, like, what's going on at period, all that shit. It's a metaphor for all that shit. 
I only like bad cops. Tell me the truth. You going you want to shoot niggas, don't you? Okay, just say it. Just say it's all right. I get it. Like when you Let oh yeah, it's, tell me up front. Tell me up front so I know what I'm dealing with. That's you know rules of engagement. That's that's legit. This other shit, that's not legit at all. I can't rock with that. I don't respect that. Let's just go. Let's call a spade a spade, um, and go forward. So yeah, that was a long um, thing about that. Like, but that's some bullshit to me. And yeah, go hunt a hole. And um, even <laughs> even 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 in super, like the only person and. I don't. Oh, I, I, I don't. All right, let's. Um, with at the risk of because I don't like talking about Dragon Ball too too much because I know Dragon Ball is like the most. If the, it might be the most, the single most mainstream anime ever. I, I don't know if there's one more mainstream than Dragon Ball. Maybe uh, Naruto. Naruto's knocking on it. Yeah, but but. It, but there's fans that the depth to to Naruto and Boruto, like those are the the depth to those fan bases is different. Like Dragon Ball, everybody thinks they like like everybody gets the reference. I watch I was watching Ducktales and they made over nine thousand reference, and I was like, okay, this shit's everywhere. Wow, you have a lot of um, cosplay pictures and people do you have is that separate do you have like a separate thing of girls who just cosplay it's not really dudes that often every now and then i see guys do it but not so much because it's not so like i don't i really don't know why dudes don't do it that much um i don't know maybe the stigma or whatever but like women cosplay especially black girls like you showcase a lot of them so i do that really because it's all in the community which I didn't know that initially till we started podcasting that cosplay was so big with anime. And the third person, the third host we had for a while, she kind of really started getting into it when she joined, when we added her to the pod and she's no longer with the podcast now, but um, she had gotten to it and we started really like getting people who cosplayed like to that was dm and us like oh we enjoy the content you know our cosplay you know can you share can you like we actually interviewed a cosplayer and so and i've actually seen a lot a lot a lot of like negativity when it comes to black people cosplaying i don't know what's yep. up with people thinking i, I that should have been one of my independent thoughts because i can't understand how if there if a person's putting on for a fictional character, there's an issue, but there's a lot of like you said a lot with the cosplay community. So I try if I see any cosplayers, I am liking, retweeting, letting them know they look good. Hey, you know you're doing your thing, um, because it seems like they get. I mean, it isn't a scene. I I see it for myself that they get a lot of like negative pushback and feedback from people that don't look like us about fictional characters that don't look like them either, but, you know. They're, um, the, I, a, no, no, I, I, that's, I've seen it too. The colorism and, and, I guess, white supremacy, like, though, it affects everybody. So mm-hmm. when you see, like, oh, these are supposed to be Japanese people and they're fair skinned and all this, like, that's, that's some bullshit. Like, why couldn't, 
James Bond. James Bond is a fictional character of the of a concept that anyone can be James Bond, and yet because there have only been white James Bonds, and even though the fictional like analysis uh, literally says anybody can be James Bond, they don't want a black James Bond. That's some shit. That shit blew my mind. I was like, it says right there, anybody who's the fucking 007 is James Bond, but they they didn't want that shit. So. I get it. It's it's fucked up, man. It's, it's fucked up. That's that's an uphill battle, and it's a lot of people fighting that. And so it's good that you are, you know, you're putting it out there. So that's dope. I like it. Definitely, I'm gonna try to get the nerve to do it myself here one day. Um, I haven't even gotten the nerve to do it yet. <laughs> Why? Like, yeah. what is the? What is the when you're I'll say this when you're on the respect and admiration scale, uh, it's, it tends to be like you gotta try like you ain't ever seen J. Cole with his shirt off, so <laughs> right. I have definitely tried to keep it like PG, which I more than likely would anyway. But you know, I think some of it is knowing that you know, like with the pod, with the pods, like I said, we haven't had a, a ton of um. We haven't had many negative encounters. Um, and if we have had any, which probably would be more so on the social media tip, mm-hmm. Mikey handles a lot of the social media. So if if there were any negative reactions to anything, he would see them before I do because I rarely go on our podcast page. So for me, I think it would be different to actually post something and get a lot of negative feedback I don't know how I would take that so that's kind of been my hang up like you know you're opening you're you're going to be kind of vulnerable doing something that you're already not really that comfortable with and trying to share it and not really knowing what you're going to get when you share it so who who would you be hmm? who would you be my first cosplay, because Mikey already said I had to do it, and I would that would it it would this makes sense. It would be your Weechi from Bleach. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be my first okay. one. Uh, Nake forty seven. I was uh, listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you went donations episode. You went and. Um, you went and did you get your license or were you just like I'm waiting for them to send me my uh, LTC in the mail. All right. That's dope. I think I think more I do think black people should be armed uh more so legally, but I do think women specifically should be armed too. Like and if even if they're not, they should know how to use a weapon and like Yeah. Because like niggas is wild, like you can't be not even. It's it's more so like it's wild shit happens. I mean, you just you just want to be able to protect yourself. So I'm not even mad at that. Like that's it was dope. So I was listening to that and just kind of like laugh because he kept saying AK-47. I'm like, man, pull the he trigger so on you. Yeah, he but is so he puts my name in everything. Bad, bad cop, bad cop. <laughs> 